From Brown Cow Studios in Montana, this is News Nerds. We're back on a Monday. How is New York doing in the coronavirus pandemic? I interviewed Debbie, who was on a previous episode of News Nerds, and she's there in New York, and she tells us more about the current situation of New York in the coronavirus pandemic. Also, I reviewed the book The One and Only Ivan by Catherine Applegate in Book Nook. I'm your host, Ezra Graham, and you're listening to News Nerds, the news podcast. And we have Book Nook ready for you today. This week's Book Nook pick is the book The One and Only Ivan by Catherine Applegate. The book is told from a gorilla named Ivan's point of view. Throughout the book, he tells readers about how he got separated from his parents and his sister when men came to his jungle. Ivan lives with a human named Mac, and after this, Ivan is transported to the Exit 8 Big Top Mall by the Video Arcade. Ivan lives there with other animals like a stray dog named Bob, an elephant named Stella, and another elephant named Ruby. One day, Ivan makes a promise to Ruby, but can he keep it? This book is based on the story of the real gorilla named Ivan and how he lived with humans until eventually getting a better life. If you have read this book, the author has written a sequel about the dog, Bob. I'm reading that right now. It's very good. She just published that. And a one and only Ivan movie will be on Disney Plus on August 14th, coming right up. Weeks ago, we had a listener challenge, and I'm pleased to announce that Mary M. from Montana has won that listener challenge, and I sent her the bag of goodies, and she received it. The listener challenge answer was the Golden Gate Bridge in California. We'll have a new listener challenge in the next few episodes of News Nerds, so stay tuned. And now let's go to a story. Recently, a 68 million year old egg was discovered. This egg was found in Antarctica and is the second biggest egg ever found. Scientists discovered this egg but did not know what the fossil was. When the egg fossil was examined further, it was discovered that the fossil was actually an egg. After even more research, scientists found that the egg could be laid by a now-extinct animal that lived in the age of dinosaurs called a mosasaur. This egg is the first fossilized egg ever found in the continent of Antarctica. This soft-shell egg is very big and is five times thinner than an elephant bird's egg. Lucas Legendre, the lead researcher in this project, says, quote, It is from an animal the size of a large dinosaur, but it is completely unlike a dinosaur egg, unquote. The researchers say that evidence was found that led them to the conclusion that this egg may have been laid by a mosasaur. In just a second, we're going to go to my interview with Debbie, and she is in New York. But first, a message from me, and then the latest news.
News Nerds listeners, it's Ezra here. I just want to tell you that News Nerds is supported by its listeners and subscribers. If you are listening today and have not subscribed, please go to our website and subscribe free. If you are a subscriber or a listener and know a friend that would love News Nerds, please share it with them and maybe they will become our next subscriber. Thank you. And now for the latest news. The president of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, has tested negative for the coronavirus after testing positive after downplaying the pandemic. He posted a picture of himself with the drug hydroxychloroquine. Jair Bolsonaro says that he has used this drug to recover from the virus. Last Thursday, President Donald Trump held a coronavirus briefing. This comes after he told Americans that it could be beneficial to inject themselves with chemicals such as bleach. We are now joined by Debbie in New York. She's going to tell us more about New York in the coronavirus pandemic. Welcome again to News Nerds. Hello, thank you for having me back. What has changed with you since the last time I talked with you on a previous episode of News Nerds? Well, last time we spoke, I was working from home full time and really had not left my house at all. And now I have been called back to work. So I'm actually working back in my office. My husband is still working from home and my daughter is still taking college courses from home. So I'm the only one that has to leave the house right now. So they're being very careful in my office. I have my own office now. I used to share it with somebody. So we're being socially distant. I'm wearing a mask when I get up from my desk. I do still get very nervous though, because I'm being exposed to people. Whereas I did feel a lot safer working from home during the pandemic. What does New York look like right now in the coronavirus pandemic? It's actually a lot better right now. Everybody really has followed the guidelines and people are, most people are staying socially distant and everywhere you go, people are wearing masks. There's separations in stores. Everything's marked six feet so you don't go near people. So I think that that's really helping a lot. And New York is actually doing better than like New Jersey, who's on the border of our state. They're they're still having uh, more issues than New York because they think they opened up a lot faster than us. What do you think made New York's COVID-19 cases go down? I think that people really listened when they were told to stay on lockdown and to stay home and to not socialize, to wear masks, to wash your hands, you know, going out only if things were absolutely necessary. And I think people really had some type of fear of this virus. And I think that helped people to, you know, really follow the rules and stay sort of on lockdown, even when they didn't want to. It did help when people listened. How long do you think it will take until New Yorkers will get into a somewhat normal schedule? Well, 
I think it's going to be not until next spring, in my honest opinion, spring of 2021, because a lot of people that I know in this area, their businesses are having them work from home until minimum January 2021, because there is a big fear of getting a second wave of this. So I think that um, things will definitely not go back to normal until probably after next winter. I'm saying spring only because I know people get sick illnesses in the winter more. So I think we're going to have to get through that phase first before it will be normal again and hopefully have some kind of vaccines and medicine to heal this and prevent it. Are you comfortable doing more things in New York since the spike in COVID has gone down lately? No, I'm not really. I'm still just as afraid and I'm still being very, very cautious and just really not going out and going to work, coming home, going to the store if I need to. I'm not as nervous when I'm out because I feel like the infection rate isn't so high, but I have a lot of friends who say that they're over it and that, you know, they're just living normal lives and they're going to parties and they're hugging each other. And I'm, I'm not anywhere near doing that yet. I'm keeping my distance and I'm not over it. I'm just being very careful. And from the past couple of questions, uh, made me think, how hopeful are you for a coronavirus vaccine? I'm actually very, very hopeful. And we have a huge um, pharmaceutical company here, local in our county called Pfizer, which is world known. And they're very close to having a vaccine. They've been working very hard on it. And there's been a lot of things in the news about having a vaccine soon. So I'm looking forward to that, to see what, what that will bring. Do you feel that if another spike in COVID-19 happened in New York and around this state, people would be able to act responsibly for a second time? Yes, I think absolutely. I think everybody is now prepared. We have seen a very bad situation happen and that that came out of nowhere. We were not prepared in advance. This time we are prepared. We know what to do. We know what not to do. We know what to stock up on in our homes now so we won't have to be going out into public as much. So I really think that if there is a second wave that it'll be handled much better and hopefully won't be anything close to what we had the first time. How have family members of yours been in the coronavirus pandemic? We're very cautious, my entire family. My parents stayed in Florida, so they didn't have to travel to New York and be in airplanes or public restrooms. My um, sister and brother's family, we've all stayed home and socially distanced. We really haven't seen each other much. Over the last couple of weeks, we've gotten together, but only outside, not in the house, not close. So at least we're getting to see each other, but we're not hugging and kissing and sharing anything as far as drinks or food or anything like that. We're just being, I, I'm not even hugging and kissing my nieces and nephews. So, you know, I'm really trying to be good because I love to hug everybody up. So 
you know, we're just doing the best we can. Throughout the pandemic, what has your favorite activity been that might take your mind off the pandemic and its effects on you? I think probably just exercising, swimming in my pool, just trying to do, you know, fun activities, a little bit of hiking. I'm doing some outdoor exercises in a group class that's socially distant. So it tries, it makes me feel like life is somewhat normal again, just being outside and doing things with other people, but at the same time being very, very careful. And before you go and before I go, do you have any positive things that have come out of the COVID-19 pandemic so far? Well, I would say positive things are learning to really just enjoy what you have, enjoy the time with your family at home, enjoy your home, your yard, your pool, a greater appreciation for the fresh air, outdoors, just the simple things in life. And I'm sure my husband is probably so happy that I'm not out in the store spending money anymore because life has changed. And when you're home and you're running to the store and you're picking up this and that and you're out doing things, you're spending a lot more money. So one positive thing is, is probably that too, just not spending money on wasteful things, just enjoying what we have because we're home and that's what we're doing right now. So it makes you want for less and, and really just appreciating good health because that's the most important thing having your health and a healthy family. So from this point on, we're just going to all do what we have to do to get through this. And hopefully we can look back in the future and say, wow, that was a crazy time in life. But thank God we're all okay. Thank you for joining us today. This is Debbie in New York. for even more news. Today, Melania Trump announced that she will be overseeing a renovation of the Rose Garden. Her plan is to remodel it and make the space resemble the original design. This project includes excavation and will take several weeks. Melania said, quote, The very act of planting a garden involves hard work and hope in the possibility of a bright future, unquote. It's time for Wildlife Journal. We have a story for you today that you will probably like. It's a little bit weird. You probably heard about lizards that can lose their tails and regrow new ones, but did you know that when this happens, the lizards can regrow up to six new tails? Lizards shed their tails in case of an attack from a predator. When a predator thinks it has caught a lizard by its tail, the lizard may simply let its tail go and will regrow a new tail over time. In 2015, a lizard was recorded to have lost a tail because of an injury and regrown six new ones. Since hundreds of years ago, people have seen lizards with numerous tails. After research done by researchers, they concluded that about 3% of all the world's lizards probably have more than one tail. The researchers say that this is a surprisingly high number. 
A lizard with more than one tail could have trouble finding a mate, for example. I've witnessed the tail of a lizard fall off on a trip to Portugal. The tail writhed on the sidewalk for several minutes. for by the numbers while we were gone coronavirus all over the world has gotten worse just in the u.s there are more than four million confirmed cases of covid19 in this state of montana cases have gotten worse and just yesterday the, the cases in montana reached above 200 which is a lot in one day for the small population of montana Around the United States, coronavirus has gotten worse in the West. New York has been getting better, but in California, the governor has said that more than 10,000 cases per day have been seen. And the same thing is happening in Florida. So spikes have been happening all over the West and in Texas, Arizona, and Florida. That's it for By the Numbers. Stay tuned. It is now time for Geographic Location Challenge. I'm checking the results with first place for this week. We have California with 7% of all News Notes listeners. Yay, California. And next, with second place, we have Ohio with 6% just trailing behind California. So, step up to first place, Ohio. And in third place, we have two runners-up, New Mexico and Connecticut. So, good job to all those four states. And I also want to say that we have some new states that are listening to News Nerds, like Minnesota, and the District of Columbia, as well as New Jersey. So thank you, News Nerds listeners. It is the end of this week's episode of News Nerds. Thank you, Debbie, for joining us again on News Nerds and updating us on how New York is doing in the coronavirus pandemic. I'm your host, Ezra Graham. We'll see you next week. If you want to get News Nerdy this week, go to our website. You can find the link on anchor.fm slash newsnerds. Also, subscribers will always get a link when I send them emails. On that website, you can access the latest episodes of News Nerds, a news archive, some photos that I took myself, as well as other great content. Again, I'm your host, Ezra Graham, and we'll see you next week on News Nerds, the news podcast. <laughs>